the Los Angeles Underground. It's time for your new favorite podcast, The Superiority Complex. It's like honey in your ear holes. Welcome back to the podcast, everyone. Quarantine time. We are all far away from each other. Sad, but happy. Bitter, sweet. Those birds are really nice background noise. Close in spirit. Who's who's got birds in the background? I don't know, but they sound nice. I can't hear them on the on these headphones. But uh, Jake, John, me. Justine, Patrick, we're all here. The gang's all here separately. Hi, everyone. Hi. Howdy. Howdy. Justine. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> Why do I get the feeling she's reading something? <laughs> or she's on her phone. What are you doing? No, I just wanted my own separate. Oh, you didn't want to? Oh, okay. She's doing her leg exercise. I just waited out. I waited out. Oh, okay. Okay. And then I get my own. Okay, Trump. Yeah, that's great. That's awesome. Good. You you do that. Mm. Mm. We should never call anybody Trump in the heat of the moment ever again. Heat of the moment. Who sang that, John? (laughs) I wouldn't say that to my worst enemy. Who's saying heat of the moment? That's the worst thing. It's the worst thing you could call somebody now. Uh, is it? Some people would love to be called Trump. They see a lot of themselves in Trump. There's a straight shooter. He's Even, a stri- oh yeah, straight shooter. He's a straight shooter. He tells it like it is, John. You don't understand. You don't. Yeah, he's, yeah, he's, yeah. Kind of like that in a person. Somebody who's a fathead. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Kind of a yeah. Complete, he, just he just says, "I kind of like a person." <laughs> He just, he says, just says what we're all thinking. Yeah, okay? he says what we're all thinking, you know. Yeah. I kind of like a guy who's got his head firmly up his asshole. <laughs> <laughs> At least yeah. it's warm. No all apologies. Democrats, they just, they're just too afraid to say it. No apologies, guys. <laughs> Whoa. At least Whoa. it's warm. <laughs> no apologies, man. Okay. Facts Sorry. don't facts um, don't care about your feelings. Uh, okay. Let me, what else can I say that they say? What about... <laughs> Uh, get over it. Get over it. He won. Get over it. Um, mm. uh, all those good. Now we got the other. Now we got well, the other. They could all. They could all wait on their check while he puts his name on it in crayon. Mm-hmm. Is that what we? Is that what we say to Japan? It's like, hey, we won't get over it. Now, now yeah. we got the other, uh, the opposite, and now it's like, yeah. I'm not gonna, I'm not voting this election because Bernie said it. <laughs> <laughs> really, you don't say. Yeah, yeah, you get your ass out there and you vote. You know why? Because if you don't, the last time you did it, uh, it will, we, we gave it a pass. But now we know who really got him elected. It was all the people that didn't vote because you can't Hey, I hope in November, in November, it's going to be like the people in Wisconsin. Did you see that? There were people waiting in the cold, people sick, people in wheelchairs. They interviewed them. They said, screw it. I am not going to miss this election. <laughs> so yeah, that's the way we're going to die to vote, you know? Well, now we're disbanding the post office so that uh, we, we won't have vote by mail. So. I hope. I hope they don't block that. I hope that it is all by mail. They could easily get all 50 states to vote by mail by November. Oh, Easy. Easy. And then you don't have you don't have you won't have wonky voting machines. You won't Mm -hmm. have you won't have hanging chads. You know, but I guarantee you, I guarantee you, he's going to try to to thwart that. And if it goes before the Supreme Court, guess what's going to (laughs) happen? Well, this is this is the situation they've wanted for a long time. They've got it. Oh boy, they've got it. They're in a spot than they were when Bush was in. 
Yep, yep, yep. Well, that's enough for good news. Let's talk about uh, how you guys are doing. <laughs> Jake, how you doing, man? What's going on over there with the birds? Oh, you know, just enjoying nature and um I've uh, I've gotten into coffee since I've been in quarantine, so I've been hopped up on caffeine for the past week. So that's nice. What do you mean, gotten into coffee? You're just drinking regular coffee, or are you starting to branch I, out? Like, I never, I never really, I never, I drink coffee a little bit, but now I'm actually starting to get into into it by the beans. We have a grinder and oh, trying God. different stuff out. Yeah, he's a he's a coffee. He I'm, gonna be, I'm gonna be a coffee snob. I'm gonna be a coffee snob. Yeah. No, don't, don't. Just, just drink your Don Francisco's like the rest of us, and then just. You know, you really, you really, true, haven't truly experienced uh, coffee until so you have a French press. No, nope, I've had one. Uh, I've had one. I'll take a regular coffee, please. <laughs> Give me the cheapest stuff you've had on the burner for about twenty minutes. But you really like taste, House. you really, you really taste those those fruity notes, you know. And uh, John, let me tell you what I need: hints of hints of chocolate and caramel. Let me tell you what I need more of in my life, John, that I discovered uh, recently is the uh, the Trader Joe's Wintry Blend coffee. That stuff is like deli- that? oh my god, that is great. That is good stuff, man. The win the Wintry Blend. Oh man, it's awesome. It's good. It's beautiful. It right on dirty bean water to me. Mm. It's good. It's good. What is well, what is coffee but dirty bean one? It's gross. I mean, I don't drink coffee, so I'll have to take your word for it. But I'm glad you liked it. Well, let me tell you uh, when when that comes back in sh- on sh- on the shelves, you let me know because I'm gonna, I will. I'm going to take back in it. stock. Uh, you got it, Justine. You're awfully quiet today. Are you okay? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> what are you, what are you up to? She shouldn't be doing, doing something shady. I'm fine. What is she doing, are you Patrick? The toilet. <laughs> Hmm? Right in the toilet? No. You don't pee You would have heard an echo. Patrick, are you in separate rooms? Yes. Oh, nice. So I have no clue what she's doing, but I know she's doing something. She's too suspicious. suspicious. She's too suspicious. What are you doing, just You sound guilty. You can tell us. <laughs> she's not to be trusted. <laughs> <laughs> Says the person that lives with her. <laughs> You guys think I'm devious? Oh God, no! I'm not compared. Guys, to I got this. Hold on, I'm. I'm. You have to pardon me. I'm eating a snack. I'm having. Somebody was nice enough to send me Reese's sugar-free Reese's peanut butter cups, and they are. He wow! Did it. Yeah. 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 Thanks to my wife who sent them. I know it was her. The package was unlabeled, <laughs> but uh, I'm. I'm going to go ahead and say thank you to my wife because who else would be so kind? Is that your chair squeaking? Yes, mm-hmm. yes, yes. <laughs> <laughs> no one else would be so kind as to send me Reese's peanut butter chocolate cups. I mean, if it wasn't my wife, it's got to be somebody else with a kind heart. And Who? I don't know. Or probably someone that just wants to sleep with me. So it's either one of those two. <laughs> I see. <laughs> so it, I guess it narrows it down to your wife. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I don't, I don't remember giving you any <laughs> Uh, could be anybody is what I'm saying. Just kidding. Thank you, Justine. I knew they were stranger things have happened during quarantine. I had no idea where they came from. And Nicole goes, Oh, Hey, did you get those? And I said, yeah, who sent these? She goes, Justine. I said, what? She's not capable of being nice. I've never seen any evidence of that, but the course, I was shocked when she was doing it. I was like, what the hell are you doing? She's like, I'm buying these for Mario. I'm like, why? I don't know. Justine. I really appreciate it. I really do. Thank you so much. I don't know. They're sugar free. 
I know they're they sugar-free Reese's like Winter Cups. They're hard to find. They're not easy to find. And I do have to, one thing to say though. I just well, I have one question. Did you wash your hands? I don't touch it. Okay. <laughs> I don't know about the person at the Amazon know. factory. I want to know if they're good because then I'm going to order. Oh, they taste exactly like uh, Reese's peanut butter cups. They exactly like them. Oh. I think I think they're made with Splenda. Yeah. Because I have a keto one that's called a fat bomb, and it's supposed to be like that, but it's not. No, <laughs> so the, the sugar-free ones. The sugar-free ones still have a lot of calories, but they're just sugar-free. I think they use Splenda or Truvia. One of the two. I think Splenda. Mm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Sounds better. They are delicious. Mm-hmm. You know who makes a who doesn't make a good candy usually, but makes a good sugar-free candy is uh, Russell Stover. Russell, your Russell Stover mm. makes, makes pretty good. Russell. Huh. Yeah, they make a good uh, a good uh, chocolate assortment, good <laughs> and then of course C's candy does a, a, a nice assortment too. C's, I wonder what uh, C's candy's good. I wonder what C's is doing right about now because all that stuff is like loose. You know, it's not pre wrapped or anything. Oh, you could probably still. They're probably just I'm, doing like that episode of I Love Lucy. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> Where they're putting them in their mouth. In their yeah. <laughs> Putting them in their mouth. Blouse in their mouth. Putting them in their mouths. Coming. Yep, and then they just put them in the box. That's right. Uh, She learned all that chocolate dipping. They actually took a trip to seas to see how they did it before they did that episode. Really? Is that true, John? Yeah. Yeah. They took a trip down there. Whenever they wrote an episode, they wanted to see exactly what they were doing. So they said, "Let's take a trip down there and see how they really do it." And then they said, "Okay, we'll we'll incorporate this into the next episode." That's fantastic. That's amazing. That's a classic scene. Same with the uh, the pizza episode where she's in the pizza parlor learning how to throw the pizza. John, let me ask a question. Went to that place in Hollywood, that place called Michelli's, that old Italian restaurant in Hollywood. They went down there to see how you'd actually throw the pizza dough and make the pizzas. John, let me ask you a question, and I'm being serious. I'm, yeah. being, I'm being totally serious. What's your favorite episode of I Love Lucy? Of what? I Love Lucy. Oh, uh, God. Um, it's tough. I know. Uh, I love... I love the one with uh, Harpo Marx where she does the mirror bit. Oh, yeah. Look like Harpo does the mirror. Okay. And uh, anything that's got a lot of Fred. Fred's my favorite ep- uh, my favorite character. So anything that's got a lot of Fred. Like when they did the uh, Roaring Twenties thing and he comes in with the raccoon coat <laughs> and they're learning how to do the jitterbug and all that. I don't remember. Oh, I remember and, that one. Uh, yes, I do remember that one. What, what about all those episodes that... All the ones in Hollywood. I think that entire season where they're in Hollywood is great. Where they're meeting John Wayne, they're stealing John Wayne's footprints at Grauman's Chinese, and um, uh, the, the cream pie in William Holden's face. All that stuff's great. Their Hollywood apartment was pretty good. It's a pretty nice. Layout. Oh yeah, it's a pretty, pretty nice cool. layout. Um, they got boy, they got a lot of mileage out of Ricky being a band leader, didn't they? Everything was because he was a band leader. <laughs> uh, hey, how about the one where they meet Orson Welles? He's uh, signing his uh, War of the Worlds record, and she's dressed up in scuba gear. <laughs> and she pu- she puts her hand on his shoulder, and he says, "Please, Miss, remove your flipper from my shoulder." <laughs> <laughs> Justine, what's your favorite episode? Do you poop out at parties? Those are my. That's my I lost it. I lost it. Anytime I see it, like I'm, I have like a spit take. It's so funny to me. Uh, that's a great one. Oh my god. Are you one popular? <laughs> so I got a great big bottle of this stuff. <laughs> Good old Lucy. Uh, let me ask you this, Justine. What's your favorite episode of The Twilight Zone? 
Of what? The Twilight Zone. The Twilight Zone. It, it's um, like it's like Black Mirror, but good. I don't know if you've ever. <laughs> <laughs> I've only watched a few. It kind of the whole beginning part always kind of freaks me out. Yeah. Maybe. You want to see something really scary? No? Okay. No. Uh, <laughs> Patrick, what's your favorite episode of The Twilight Zone? I've been watching a lot of TV while I'm while I'm stuck in uh, quarantine. I've so. on the show before. It's the, uh, the library sketch. It's not a sketch. This well, is, this an is episode. An, this isn't SNL. Okay. Do this you know is, what I mean? This Jeez. is serious business. Okay. Wow. <laughs> well, never mind. No, the library one. No, that's... that's- a lot of people spot. A lot of people cite that as their favorite with Bridges Meredith. Yeah, and the glasses breaking at the end. That's a great one. That is a good one. John, what's yours? I always say the one uh, the monsters are coming to Mulberry Street, you know, or uh, the the monsters are coming to Maple Street with Claude Aikens. Yes, those guys. Yes, where uh, the uh, the aliens keep turning off the power. <laughs> well, guys, uh, thanks for playing. But the correct answer was uh, Living Doll. Um, so. Mm. What? Oh, no, I'm kidding. Of course, you, your favorites are arbitrary, right? They're your favorites, not my favorites. Now, if we had said, what's the best episode, I would, it would have been The Living Doll. Um, I'm in a mood today. Mario, yeah. what's your favorite I Love Lucy? Uh, I don't like that show. Um, so, oh, what? Oh, 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 I love them all. I love anyone with Mrs. Trumbull. Um, <laughs> uh, I do like the one where Lucy, where, uh, where Ricky and Fred... Uh, they swap places with, uh, not with each other. <laughs> that would have been an episode where they swap places with uh, Lucy and 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 Ethel, and uh, they have to stay home and 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 you know be quote unquote domestic. And there's that great uh, bit where uh, there's that great bit where where uh, uh, Desi Arnaz is trying to cook, and uh, and uh, they they you know the stove's going crazy and all that stuff. It really shows you that he could do. He had the chops to do physical comedy too. And you kind of let him have a little moment because she was always the one that got all. He was always being the straight man, so it was kind of nice to let him and and uh, Fred uh, kind of do the physical stuff for once. So it was cool. I always liked that one. Yeah, he doesn't get enough credit, you know, because he's surrounded by top comic talent. But the fact that he held his own and was such so great at the responses, yes. his reactions were mm-hmm. always priceless. You know, it's funny. I'm watching. I- I'm watching Shit's Creek right now, and. Um, and uh, Eugene Levy's kind of in the same boat in that on that show, where everybody else gets to be. He has to play play it very straight laced, and uh, and uh, it's kind of cool because everybody else is. But you really you you can see how good he is at it, and he's very generous. You know, he he lets the kind of everybody else shine, and he has a few moments here and there. But he's pretty much the straight man of the show, and so it's uh, it's really good. It's 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 really hard to pull that off. And, you know, if you don't have a good straight man, the whole thing just falls apart, you know? Yeah. When you think about stuff like uh, I Love Lucy and Martin and Lewis and all that, you don't have a good straight man. It just completely comes apart at the seams. So you've got to have a great straight man that's believable. I uh, I just started watching Community. i had seen a couple of episodes like when it first ran, and I was really surprised by how uh, quickly the two ostensible leads kind of get outshined by everybody else in the cast. And it's not that yeah. the two leads are bad. They're just, uh, there's just. It's like okay, we've seen these characters before, and the side characters are much funnier and much more interesting. So, uh, but uh, you know, what are you going to do? It's funny. I like it. Yeah, I like it. 
it's like that majority of the show um it becomes later on like more focused on everybody else and not just the two leads yeah, yeah. Uh, everybody else uh somebody else uh, said the same thing that it's a lot like the show the new girl where uh, she's actually the least interesting part of the show. I don't know because I don't watch it, but everybody <laughs> says that the like all the roommates are are much funnier. Yes, so, is that the true? Roommates are amazing in the in okay. The I haven't uh, I haven't seen it, so I mean I've seen an episode here and there, but I don't watch it religiously, so I don't. Is that show still on the air? No, no, no. Mm. I know that Zoe Deschanel was nothing like her character in Elf, which is from what I from what I've seen is probably the most uh, it's probably my favorite of hers. But um, I think I she- absolutely fell in love with her in that movie, and I tuned in to the first episode uh, of that TV show. What was it? The uh, the new girl. New girl. Yeah, I tuned into like the first two episodes, and I just thought, ugh. Ugh, this is just too cutesy pie. I just, you know, I couldn't watch it, but she was so great in Elf. I just completely fell in love with her. Uh, yeah, she, she's got that kind of, uh, like, like it seemed like she had a lot of personality in, in, uh, in Elf, and then after that it just kind of dissipated. I don't know what happened. It's probably the writing. <laughs> That's the best. Maybe it's the writing, you know, well, she, maybe it's she, the directing. Isn't she in that movie uh, 500 Days of Summer? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. She's good in that too. Maybe it's all in how you direct her. You just have to tell her to take it down a notch, you know, <laughs> or kick it up a notch. Maybe. <laughs> maybe you just have to go kick it. Yeah, because she's got that. She's got the sister who's on that show Bones, and she's supposed to be boring. Yeah. And uh, I'm mm-hmm. like, oh yeah, that's pretty much the way uh, she, is. she is in the new girl. So maybe it runs in the family. Yeah. Maybe. Well, you know, Caleb. <laughs> Caleb was uh, Caleb was a, a behind the camera guy, so maybe he wasn't you know he wasn't the one teaching yeah. him to be you know. Yeah. Him, it runs on the family. They're, about, they're all in showbiz. Taught him about lighting and stuff, maybe, and that's it. Maybe not the. Yeah, he's the cinematographer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so, guys, let's talk about it. We did a we're doing a brand new digital movie club this week. Oh my mm-hmm. god! You talk about you want to talk about politics? We watched a we watched a Republican fantasy this week, and then. Uh, <laughs> And also Red Dawn. <laughs> I, I was going to say. <laughs> I'm kidding. Of course, uh, we did. Uh, let's do the. Uh, let's work on that digital movie theme, shall we, guys? Yantan. 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 Rumpum. Digital movie. You're in the club. Yeah. Beautiful. Guys, let me ask you a question. How many of you had seen Red Dawn before this? Uh, I had. I yeah. have. Me too. No. Red Dawn, or as I like to call it, The Outsiders 2. The Russians are coming. Um, Pony Boy. <laughs> yeah, Pony Boy. Pony Boy went got a little intense. Uh, not just the Russians, excuse you, uh, KGB. The Cubans. The, the Cubans. The Nicaraguans. Uh, let's talk yeah. about it, guys. What did you? Let's talk about this movie. Let's. There's a lot to unpack here, John. Let's talk about it. Let's yeah. get. Let's get your hot take yeah. on Red Dawn, which to me was. Uh, I- 
which to me was a documentary back when it came out. I'm like, oh, this is going to happen. I'm, this is definitely happening. The sure, commies are going to. That's the way Reagan, you know, Reagan talked like it was going to happen. Yeah, yeah. You know? the, like, yeah, yeah. The commies are going to start parachuting in the, any day. Yeah. By the way, worst invasion plan ever. Why? Why? If you're if you're the Russians, anything? Why would you ever try to take the middle of the country first? There's nothing there. Yeah. There's yeah. no strategic yeah. value. There's no. There's no. You know, I mean, I guess the, the 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 nuclear silos. They did talk about that, but they nuked no, them no, anyway. No. You see, you see, if you're smack dab in the middle, there's enemies all around, so you don't have to go far for some action. That's that's the heartland. I think what they were trying to say is that's the heart of America. They struck at the yeah. heart of America, Omaha, yeah, Nebraska. Right yeah. yeah, and uh, did yeah. they make a reference to like DC just being gone? Did they yeah. say that they, that said, had, they said they yeah. hit DC? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so yeah. I don't know. And in the first place, I'm going to attack if I hit the heart of America is going to be a high school. <laughs> <laughs> Strategic. That is some strategic plan, military planning right there. Just wipe, take out yeah, the school, take out the children, and then the rest will crumble. Yeah, mm-hmm. I don't understand why you would just wa- run in and attack civilians. Like for, you know, you I, I can see you drop in. Now you have control, and then you you just take everybody prisoner, right? You round everybody up, and then you know, you you know. So, but that makes sense. It doesn't make sense. They're out in the middle of nowhere. It just makes no sense whatsoever. Yeah, you know. Yeah. It would have it would have been more interesting to me if if you had done it kind of like a like those movies we used to see John like all those fifties movies kind of like Panic in Year Zero where you know these guys are in this remote town and it starts happening other places and then it's like hey we got to go live in the mountains you know what I mean like let's let's plan this because everything else is gone yeah, yeah, yeah. everything else has yeah. been bombed off the map so we have to live up in the mountains yeah yeah that would have been more Did interesting. They, uh, I was- Trying to get a finger on, uh, put my finger on where that was. Was that supposed to be like Colorado? It, it was Colorado. Yeah, it was. It was Rocky it was Mountain. Colorado. High. It was Rocky Mountain High, Colorado. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, uh, John, what did you think? Did you see this theatrically? Uh, yeah, I did, and I, I thought it was pretty dopey then. And I don't think it's. I think it's probably it, it, for me. It was worse sitting through it now. I think it's even worse than it was back in '84. Oh my god, know? I love this movie. It's so bad. Yeah, it's so bad. It it's, just does not. It's so buy it. <laughs> it's so bad. It's bad. That's how. That's how. Yeah. That's how I describe. So it. good. Uh, <laughs> John, did you love it? Now, did you? Did you see any? Do you, have you, has your perspective changed on anything, John? Do you? Do you feel like we should? Be well, honest? it's funny because because now you know they just you just start up the troll farm and click a mouse. You don't have to go inside and land in the middle of America. You just <laughs> you know get a warehouse with a bunch of uh, laptops and just uh, you know attack us that way. It's R- funny. But, uh, it's, you're not. It's not necessary to land in Colorado and, and roll the tanks anymore. You know, you just click a mouse and you're halfway there. Hey, man, they did it. They did it to us last time, right? Yeah. There we go. I don't know. I can't buy the premise. It's very hard to sit through this movie because I just do not buy the premise. It's not that the acting's bad or anything like that. It's just that the idea that that you know, like five high school kids are going to take out all these Russian uh, troops. It just doesn't make sense. <laughs> well, you don't think after a month you could take on a Russian armored column by yourself, John? <laughs> and trained military soldiers. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, and trained soldiers because your dad made you drink deer blood. See, that's what happens when you drink the deer's blood. <laughs> yeah, this movie is, an, like you said, it's a, this is an NRA wet dream. Yeah. <laughs> it's just like, yeah. 
<laughs> I feel like that's yeah. I feel like that's what NRA or like other people think that we we'll think that we do to train our soldiers. Yeah, drink deer's blood. Turn into <laughs> you know what's soldier. funny? I, I do love the bit at the very beginning where you see the bumper sticker that says, "You can have my gun when you pry it from my cold dead hands." And they oh, pry it from his cold dead, cold dead hands. Yeah, yeah, they do exactly yeah. that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, oh, you know what, Patrick? Can you give us the uh, the rundown on this movie? I forgot to do. Yeah, that. yeah I got it right here. Thank you. So 6.4 on IMDb, 46% on Rotten Tomatoes. Seems low. 4.2 million, and box office was 38 million. So yeah, wow. it made money. A lot, of, a lot of a lot of white people went to go see this movie. <laughs> I went to go see wow. this movie. Are you kidding me? Yeah. God. You know, um, did you see the commercial for this? I. I guess if you're watching, if you were streaming this, you didn't see the commercial, right? No, no. There's there's a uh, there's a couple bits in the commercial. The trailer had a couple bits that they cut out of the movie, and one of them is a tank pulling up to a McDonald's, <laughs> like pulling right up, like, and then inside you see these Russian sh- soldiers, you know, mm-hmm. eating, you know, eating hamburgers inside the McDonald's. <laughs> what? <laughs> and I thought, yeah, somebody thought that's not going to play. We'll cut it out. You know, it was in the trailer, but not in the movie. Oh, that's great. <laughs> Yeah, I love it. It was just a little too over the top, I guess. <laughs> we want some McVodka. Uh, I love that. Yeah, get, get pull the truck, the truck, uh, the tank through the drive-through. Yeah, yeah, you, you did get. There are some. Uh, you know what is John? The uh, that was nice for you and me because we're old. Is we got we saw a bunch of character actors in there that uh, we recognize. Not enough. Not enough of them. No, but it, <laughs> it's too bad. Yeah, you get to see Ben you got Johnson. Ben Johnson. Yeah. Harry Dean Stanton. Yeah. Avenge me! And they, <laughs> they, each, <laughs> they each get about uh, five minutes, you know? Even Powers Booth is great. You get him for like ten minutes, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. All uh, the adults bite the dust pretty quick, yeah. Yeah, they're not kids, you know? Yeah. We still love you, though, John. So let's move on. That sounded on. like Barney Gumble. <laughs> Avenge me! <laughs> <laughs> Let's go over to Patrick. Patrick, you're a big fan of 80s movies. What'd you think, buddy? Uh, Jake's the big fan of 80s movies, not me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Listen. <laughs> he gets us so, mixed up even when we're not in him. Exactly. I know. That's that's phenomenal. That's not true. So I, this was just like you, you do like 80s two movies. hours of Patrick Swayze trying not to cry and then crying really Yes. Bad. If you're a Swayze fan, this is Swayze's... <laughs> This is one of his finest hours. Good old. This movie it's sways tastic. Is just fucking ridiculous. It's insane. Like the whole idea behind this actually happening is just nuts. And then the fact that the place they choose is Podunk, you know, blue collar in the middle of nowhere. But that's the heart of America, guys. That's why they chose it's it. It's just nuts. It's crazy. In the heartland. You can't help but like laugh at the ridiculousness of this movie. Come on, you guys! You guys weren't riveted when you saw Jennifer um, Grey and Leah Thompson hiding in the basement. That didn't draw you in. It's just like <laughs> when you saw the when you saw the this douchebag Soch from Outsiders, and then he was the douchebag Soch here. You didn't think you yeah. weren't like you weren't riveted. Oh. I, I looked in the in the scene where they pull the girls out of the bunker. And go, oh, look! It's Marty McFly's mom. Yep. That's right, and Ferris Bueller's you sister. Know, yeah, what he should have what he should have said is nobody puts baby in the corner, but you can give baby a grenade. <laughs> yeah, that's it. 
Oh it's man, just, it's it's so over the top. It's nuts. I'm really shocked you didn't love it because it was. It, I mean, I I enjoy it. Like it's a bad movie. Oh, it's a horrible it's a movie. Way. I enjoy it. Oh, hey, well, I mean, but it's a trash movie. Like it's real bad. Listen, it's, <laughs> listen. It's no maximum overdrive. It's one no man's ma- trash, Patrick. One man's trash. <laughs> All right, Jake. Still Jake sounds. Jake sounds like he's ready to like he's ready to jump in and defend this movie. So let's hear from let's hear from Jake <laughs> on this one. Okay, well, if you throw, if you just have your suspension of disbelief, just throw it out the window, Mm -hmm. and you just enjoy the movie, or just enjoy the ride, because it's so much fun. Yes. I mean, wouldn't you, teenagers, come on, teenagers fighting, fighting KGB. Come on. What's not to love? Come on, exactly, exactly. The only thing, the only thing that would make it better is if you went back and you made it so it was like World War II. And a bunch of kids are camping up in the East Coast, and then like Germans land in a submarine. That's, the, see, that's, that sounds like a great. And movie. you're fighting Nazis. That's, that's a wet. That's a wet dream for all like <laughs> South, like Southern, <laughs> like yeah, right. That like, seems South, like an United interesting plausible plot line. Mm-hmm. Yeah, German submarine <laughs> just washes up, and now you're you're fighting Nazis. Yep. See, it's I perfect. would go see that. I would like that's something. I'd be like, dude, this is gonna be a hot movie. Okay. Uh, so, but. But I like but, Jake. You were Russians know. Jake. You were able to suspend your disbelief, so you were into it. You you liked this idea. I I mean, I watched this as a kid, and this is just it's just so much fun. A lot of action. Yeah. I mean the, the I mean the I forgot that they um, straight up attacked a school. First off, like first thing in the movie. <laughs> yeah, so I'm like, okay, well, I'm gonna I'm gonna let that slide. For now, yeah. What, what doesn't make any sense is they they attack the school, so you figure, okay, they're just going to kill everybody. They're going to wipe everybody out. But then they go back and they just walk into town, and they just can just walk in. And it's like, well, why did you start killing everybody if you just want to? Well, why did you? Yeah, yeah, just take they everybody. Some people, and then they're like, <laughs> they're you know what? Forget it. They're making a point. You should be scared of us. Yeah. Oh, okay. We're not afraid to kill your children. They're making a statement. No. Okay, I'll, I'll go with that, Justine. I guess they are sure, godless. Sure. They are godless communist oppressors. So I see that. Okay. I think they're just they're, the whole point is that they were portraying them as this is a stupid location to go because our enemy is stupid. Yeah. Hmm. And I enjoyed the fact Stop that I enjoyed the fact that the writers weren't afraid to kill off like most of the cast. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it's like everybody. Everybody, the two people they killed just about everybody. The two people you paid the least attention to are the kids that make it all the way. You're like, oh, okay. The two people you care the least about (laughs) ended up making it. So you're like, okay, cool. Is this this has got to be like the first Charlie Sheen movie, right? (laughs) No, he was already in. um, He was already in. um, uh, Maybe it is. Can you Google? I think he was. Yeah, I got it. Was he in? He's in another. Was he in the Outsiders? I don't think he's in the Outsiders. And this is before Ferris Bueller's Day Off, right? Yes. Yeah, we get a sneak peek of our of our lovely young Jennifer Aniston. No, not first Jennifer Aniston. Jennifer was, Gray. Uh, Sorry, Gray. First movie that Jennifer he's credited in is mm. Grizzly Two: Revenge, but he was technically in Badlands and The Execution of Private Slovik. As a kid. Why is this- oh, as his dad, playing his dad, right? As a young man. I do not know. I never saw it. Kid at a wedding. Those are, those are Martin Sheen movies. So yeah. But maybe. Grizzly 2, 
uh, Revenge was his first movie, and then after that, it was Red Dawn. Okay, yeah. So this is his uh, first big movie, for yeah. sure. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, lovely Jennifer Grey. As two the, years before her biggest movie. Yep, two years before Ferris Bueller. Mm-hmm. And yeah, and then you get Charlie Sheen and Jennifer Grey in that movie. They're, mm-hmm. they're, they're and ma- in uh, Dirty Dancing. Yeah, well, that's With, Patrick uh, Swayze. Yeah. Patrick so Swayze, there's a yeah. lot, and then you get a lot of leftovers from uh, the Outsiders because you got Patrick Swayze and C. Thomas Howell from the Outsiders. Don't, Pony don't, Boy. Don't, don't, so, don't bring up that movie. That why? Horrible. You didn't like uh, Outsiders. You got a lot of hate. You got a lot of hate. I, I hated that book in high school. Do it for Johnny, man. Oh, they made they made you read it, right? They made you yeah. read it. Yeah. yeah, that's why. And he, yeah. maybe that's why I hate that era. And you don't like greasers. <laughs> greasers. Yeah. All right. Well, yeah. Jake, I'm glad you had fun. It sounds like you had fun. Who was your favorite, and uh, what was your favorite uh, attack scene? <laughs> Favorite attack scene. Which is your favorite raid that the Wolverines pulled off? Wolverines! I loved the... It wasn't a raid, but it was the scene where winter... It was in January where they're up on the hill and the tanks start coming in. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, that's where we say goodbye to the colonel. Yeah. Yeah. That's where we say goodbye to the colonel. Mr. Green Beret. That one, and I I, I forget the name of the kid, Um, but it was the kid who had the bug planted on him. Oh, oh yeah, <laughs> that whole scene where yeah. one of, I, I always forget the kids, but the kid just fucking shoots them. Robert, I think. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. it was it was C. Thomas Howell. Yeah, yeah, wow. just straight up shoots him. No remorse. Yeah, he just flips out. Yeah. Well, he yeah. did it because he stabbed Johnny. He, he was going to get him. Yeah. He was going to get his revenge eventually. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right, That's Justine, great. you're awfully quiet. Did you love this one? Mm, I've never seen this movie. Did you love yeah. it? Uh, yeah, I loved it. <laughs> it was the best. It held what my attention the whole time. <laughs> Did it? No. Nope. <laughs> are, are, you, are you sure? <laughs> yes. What are you doing I, right Let me ask you a question. What are you doing right now? Right now? Mm-hmm. I'm looking at the Red Dawn on IMDb website. Uh-huh. Give us Looking some, at the names. Do you have some trivia for us? No, I don't want to read trivia on Red Dawn. Why? <laughs> Why but not? I do, so but I do want, I remember them saying that um, Jennifer Grey and Patrick Spacey didn't like each other because of a movie previously. Is this the movie? This has ah. to be, yeah. This has to be. They hated each other because of a previous movie, and I guess it was this one. It has but to be. This wow. I still don't want to read it because I just don't care about this movie. So um, <laughs> it just, I felt the same. I mean, but everything John said, I agree with. It's just not believable. Um, then I think about 20 minutes in, I had to just throw that out of my head. Like, it's okay, just get past that and just watch it. And just, <laughs> fine. This is what's happening. Just watch it. So I'm watching it and it's still really bad and just boring and, it's just boring, actually, to be honest, and so unbelievable. But let me ask mm. you this. this yeah. But let me ask you this: You love war movies. This is a war movie. It is this barely. is not a war movie? This oh is yeah, barely a war. Movie. It like is one hundred percent a war movie. No, it's not. It's 100%. scattered. It's all over the place. No, I, it's a it's war, a movie war movie in that Russians attacked us and we it's went to war. Yeah, exactly. Oh, right, it's a. It's a <laughs> 
I like how in the beginning the teacher's talking about they circled around them and they let the one animal live and they let him go because that's pretty much what happens at the end of the movie, which is kind of cute. Did I you like that part. did you recognize who the uh, teacher was? Uh-huh. <laughs> he looks recognizable, but I can't tell he, you. He was the mechanic in used cars. Ah, got it. Frank crazy McCre- mechanic. Also, he was in nineteen forty one. He was in nineteen forty one. He was a tank driver with uh, with John Candy. John Candy. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> okay. Okay. Yeah. Um, Boy, he bar- he's just barely in it. It's like, hey, what what you doing, folks? And they're like, bang. You know, it's like, ah. That was actually so. My favorite part is the ending. Not that because it ended. It was just I actually felt something at did, the end. <laughs> what did you feel? When he's holding his brother. And the guy looks at him and lets him go, and I was like, "Oh." Well, I did like it at the beginning. That is one. At the beginning. That is one thing I did like that. Um, that the, uh, the 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 guy kept saying, "Look, like I've been here. I'm an insurgent. Like I'm a I was a rebel. I know what this is like. I know what you're doing to them. You know, you're you're like I like that nobody listened to him because he was like you know, but uh, I thought that was a cool character. I, you know, that was I thought they, it was nice that they threw that in. That it wasn't just yeah. like this this, yeah. this faceless enemy. It was like, oh, they're they're actually trying to give the enemy like some humanity here. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, and his yeah. love letter was really sweet. The whole yeah. thing, like, I enjoyed that part, but that didn't happen until the end. So yeah, yeah, yeah. I really didn't feel for anything for the movie until that happened. One when, when I knew it was Milius, and I knew like when I thought it was like a, I was like, oh yeah, the the right wingers are gonna love it it's when he says Cuban agents came in. Illegally, and I was like, "Oh, here we go. This here we go. Yeah, here's some stuff. This sounds familiar. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and uh, when they're tracking down people according to their registered guns, how about that? <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. It's like just go to where they register their guns, and that's how you'll find everyone who's got a gun. You know, it's like, oh no, they're putting us in danger by making us register mm-hmm. our guns, John. But uh, yeah, man, I uh, I love this movie. I uh, it's bad, it's awful, and I still like it. So let's uh, let's rank it up. John, what do you give it? Out of uh, I give it uh, I I give it a two. I don't enjoy this movie at all. A two? <laughs> That's one of your lowest, John. Oh my god, Justine, go. <laughs> I'll give it a four. Wow, two below a Casablanca, uh, Patrick. Uh, it's a four. Ju- uh, I'm sorry, Justine. I'm a- Jake. I give this movie a seven. So y'all suck it. <laughs> Whoa! <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, I'm gonna give this one. Uh, I'll give Red Dawn like a like a six. I'm gonna give it a six, just for the, the just for the you know what it, it, the cast is the cast fascinates me because it's like you know part of the there's some Brad Packers in here. Um, they kind of yeah. they kind of started their like their five year their five year career and I like movie, like spurt. I like movies that are unintentionally funny and this is kind of one mm-hmm. of those it's funny unintentionally so I'm gonna give it that I'm gonna give it uh, you know Mario this one would be great for mystery science theater don't you think you know yeah. it, it wouldn't I, I I don't feel like there's enough in there nah. for it to for them to grab onto because it's no. it's competently made that's the thing it's a competently made movie. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. The movies they, t- the, the, whenever they do a movie like that, that's actually kind of like they did Marooned. Remember that movie with Gregory Peck and uh, no. Gene Hackman? They did that one, and it was it, it wasn't as good because the movie was competently made, and those don't seem to work as well on Mystery Science Theater. Yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah. 
So yeah, they can yeah. do it with something like the like the prequels of Star Wars or like Yeah, even then again, you know, it's pretty <laughs> competently made, you know? It's like, okay, it's it's not a is it a good movie? No, but it's not it's not made poorly, you know? So Yeah. Uh yeah, I'm gonna give this one out. I'll give it a six point I'll give it a six point what did I say? Six or six point five. You gave it a six. Yeah, I'll give it a six. Six is good. All right, guys, yeah. are you ready? Let's travel from Communist infested United States to the Vienna of the 18th century. And we're going to talk- musically infested Vienna. Yeah, that's right. Louse infected. Great sausages. <laughs> the <Jesus>. greatest sausages. <laughs> Great sausages. In little cans. Mm-hmm. Uh, Justine, let's talk about Amadeus. We're going to start with you, Justine. First of all, Patrick. Um- yeah. Let's get. Well, did you guys watch the the director's cut or the theatrical? Director's mm-hmm. cut. I watched the director's cut. I watched the director's cut. I watched, I the, watched director. the director's. Cut. Um, budgeted was eighteen million. Mm-hmm. Uh, total gross was uh, fifty two billion. Fifty two billion. Fifty two billion. billion. Wow. Amadeus. Uh, John. Yo. Actually, we're going to start with Justine. Sorry, Justine. Let's talk about it. What did you think? This movie is captivating. It, I love it. Did you so love it much? Did you? Yes. Yes. Are you lying? No, I'm not lying. I loved following. Hold on. This is why I have the page open. I love following um, uh, F. Murray Abraham it, Antonio. Is I loved him. Is he not? So good when he's he just turns around and he starts telling the priest the story. And those yes. those, those opening well, Okay, so that that makeup part is horrible, but I look past that because the rest is great. Um yeah, he's just evil, but oh, but his love for music, it makes you love music. Yes. Just watching him talk about it and mm-hmm. the way he feels and it just you feel it. Yeah. Oh. And then I just love the whole thing how you can see him. I love that you can watch, see the wheels turning with you know in his performance when when you watch him. Like I, I love those scenes where he's watching everybody react to Mozart, and you can yeah. see it. You know, you see every you know he's watching everything, and he's so observant. I could watch a whole movie of him listening to the music. <laughs> you can. Mm. He's so expressive. Mm. He's mm. so expressive. It's yeah. just beautiful. You he, just feel for him. He does a great job. It. He does a, and he really, he like it's one of those movies. This is like, um, if you guys ever watch, if we ever guys ever get a chance to see Hamilton live, you get that way about the Aaron Burr character, where it's you know it's like the greatest rival of of the protagonist, and you're still like kind of like, wow, I really, I want to get to know more about this character, and I want to learn, you know, you know, you know, he got the, um, he did get the Oscar for this. It won Best Picture and Best. Uh, he got the Oscar for Best Supporting Actor, or actually, I guess it was Best Actor. I forgot to say it was an eight point three on IMDb and a ninety three percent on Rotten Tomatoes. Uh, beautiful. I yeah. think that um, I wanted to look it up about Wolfie if that laugh was his thing or if that's the way. I don't know. I didn't like oh, that laugh at all. It, well. 
you didn't like, you didn't like his, his laugh. That's the whole thing. That's the whole point. You're supposed to kind of find That's out. To. You know, there there are people that said, uh, you know, people that are Mozart lovers that unfortunately, after everyone went to go see this movie, they just think of him as a drunken lout and, you know, sort of this goofball. And they said, you know, in that way, you've got an entire generation. That's the way they're going to think of Mozart. You know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. He, he was not a drinker at all. He He was not a... He was not a heavy drinker, but it worked well for the story, so they kept it in. They took liberties with, uh, you know, there had been rumors that this guy had poisoned him. we never proven, but they, the guy that wrote this just took liberties. He said, there's a great story here, but you kind of have to take some artistic license and kind of, uh, you know, embellish some rumors and folklore. Uh, yeah. Yeah, and so I don't, I was just curious about the Wolfie part of he's, um the laugh. I just, I don't know if that was a choice because it was, I don't know. I hated it. I hated the laugh. <laughs> I mean, definitely I would, not supposed I would to have been it. okay. I would have been okay with a different kind of laugh, but that laugh, I just didn't, I couldn't hang with that. Uh, that's my This favorite. won eight Academy Awards. Yes. Best picture, best actor, best director, best adapted screenplay, best art direction, best costume, best makeup, and best sound. Wow. Wow. Oh. There you go. Well, I, I love Deserve those. Deservedly so. Yeah, I love those scenes where you would hear the music come in as he was describing it. Like I, I loved all that. Like you know, he would, or as they were writing the requiem at the end, and you would hear the music kind of come in as they're as they're doing that together. I thought that was really, really well done. Uh, I liked yeah. all those scenes. Uh, I love the. So my favorite part in the movie is when he goes. What is that? Is that modern dancing? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I thought that was so funny. Uh, it's our friend from Ferris Bueller's Day Off. Yeah. <laughs> Jeffrey Jones. I know, yeah. I know him from Beetlejuice. Oh, that's true. Yeah. And he's a Beetlejuice. And Ferris Bueller, yeah. Uh, um, I do like the yeah. scene where he comes in and he wants to play. Um, he He's like, oh, may I play as he comes in? And then that whole scene where he breaks down. Salieri's song, and you see the look on his face. The, all those looks that oh, Marie Abram gives. He's such a great actor. I, just, <laughs> I love him. You feel for him. Like I don't know if he was meant to be. Um, actually, I'm not sure what they wanted him to be. If he was supposed to be the bad guy or not, but no, that, I felt for him. Well, it's, ambig- it's ambiguous. It's kind of you know, ambiguous, it's like yeah. he's he's a good guy, but he's also kind of a you know. He's human. He feels jealousy. He feels hurt because I love just the way he says, I've been, I'm, I'm mediocre. This guy's a genius. I thought I was good, but this guy's a genius. You know? Yeah. You feel for him. Exactly. I, de- I just love this movie's great. I loved it. Um, except for the last, that's my biggest issue. <laughs> I, I hate it more than I hate his old man makeup. Did you, well, the old man makeup is just a product cause it's the 1980s, you know? So you can't really, yeah. be, you can't really be mad yeah. about that. Did you? Yeah, if, we if we weren't watching it in HD, it wouldn't have been as noticeable. I think. Did you? Oh, yeah. uh, if, if you weren't watching it on your phone, you see, yeah. if you had watched it on no, your phone, on that, that would have looked a lot better if you had watched it on your phone. So I'm going to put out an edict: I want all movies watched on the phone from now on. So, um, oh, for Christ's sake. <laughs> I second that motion. Thank you. Motion Thank passes. you. Thank you, Commissioner. <laughs> All in mm. favor? <laughs> All in favor? Meeting. Right. Meeting adjourned. <laughs> it is? Those opposed? <laughs> it is? So it is written, so, so shall it be. Etc., etc., etc. Justine, did you like the Mozart character aside from the laugh? Were you as interested in Mozart as you were 
um, you know, everything else. Yeah. Okay. I, I like that little enthusiasm he had for music. Yes. It's just when someone loves something that much, I mean, you have to love them for it. You're just so interested. You're pulled into his character and want to know more. And I want him to play more. Did you know that Mark Hamill auditioned to play Mozart? He played it yeah, on uh, in L.A. When they came to L.A., he actually played Mozart. Yeah, he played it on Broadway, but he auditioned for the movie. Oh, is that right? Yes. Oh, wow. Him and um, Tim Curry. Because oh, wow. on Broadway, Tim Curry, Tim Curry played Mozart, and uh, Ian McKellen got the Tony for playing uh, Salieri. Oh, wow. Oh, he was okay. the original. He was the original Salieri on the the original Broadway production. Was Ian McKellen, and he got the Tony. Okay, wow. so I, I just found out about the laugh. So the laugh came from references and letters written about him by two women who met him. Ah. They said it was an infectious, giddy sound, like metal scraping glass. There you go. <laughs> uh, you know, you gotta hand it to Tom Hulse, you know? Yeah. If you'd only seen Tom Hulse in Animal House, you'd never know what he was capable of. Exactly. <laughs> and he's fantastic here. Uh, yeah. And just the, you know, and I, I love, you know what, I love that the idea that, uh, you know, he had been a womanizer, but... Um, you know, it's like you're waiting for him to do that again and it never comes up. So it's kind of a pleasant mm-hmm. surprise in that way. And, uh, you know, their relationship, their marriage is, you know, they're very supportive and obviously what she wants to do for him, you know, and then Salieri's like, a oh, that whole scene where he makes her do that. And then he's like, get her out of here. Like, oh, just yeah. the worst. Awful. But, yeah. uh, yeah, I just, I love it because he's such a good yeah, you're right. He's not really a villain, but he's not good either. So it's just, you know, he's a human being. So it's a fully yeah. realized he, character. He's, he's a three-dimensional three character. Exactly. Right. More than one feeling and one motive. Exactly. They said yeah. that his laugh was made like that to be, um, to represent mocking laughter from the gods. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Ah. Well, that was, that was, I mean, that was Salieri's um, view on Mozart, is that that was God. You know, telling him that, uh, or showing him his mediocrity that this guy who's complete idiot, bumbling idiot, is just this savant in music. Yeah, yeah, I love, I love that. What he says now, you and I are now enemies, and he, he means God. <laughs> you and I are now enemies. He wasn't even as he wasn't even as mad at Mozart as he was uh, God for like you know what I mean, yeah. like like yeah. the, you know like the. the any of those scenes where he, like, like you're right, Justine. That scene where she brings him the originals and he starts reading them, and you see him. You, oh, I love those scenes. Yeah, those are all He's great. Like, These are originals. Yeah. There's no markings on them, no mistakes. Like, yeah. Oh, I love it. He's really good at that. That was. I felt it. I felt it. He hated. Oh. He hated to swoon over his work. But he would. Yeah. 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 <laughs> well, he believed that he should be that person to the part yeah. of his love. Uh, oh, I love that. And how much work he put in, yeah. Jake, what did you think, my man? Uh, this movie's absolutely fantastic. It's so it's so engaging. I literally the but the um the director's cut's about three hours long. Yeah. And doesn't feel I, like it, does it? I checked I checked the time about two hours in when I first checked. I'm like, how like how much more do I have? I'm like, oh my god, it's been two hours. Yeah. Yeah, this movie really moves and there's never there's no boring scenes. Um, no, 
all it, interesting. Everything moves the plot forward. There or there's some form of character development, either with it's. I feel like the movie's more about Salieri than it is Mozart. He's uh, Mozart's just kind of the just kind of the um, engine, just kind of keeping the story listen, going. Salieri was the Bob the Bob Valenzuela of uh, 18th century Vienna. You know what I'm saying? What about right. me? It's always about, and you know, it, they said the uh, the play, the play uh, was even more about Salieri. They said for the movie, they opened it up a little bit to get a little more Mozart in there. So, wow, really? When they did the adapt, yeah, when they did the adaptation, the guy that wrote the play is the guy that did the screenplay, and they said let's get a little more Mozart in there because really the play is even more about Salieri than Mozart. So, mm-hmm. oh, it also said that Mel Gibson and Mick Jagger um, <laughs> auditioned for Mozart. Oh, oh boy! Interesting. That. Wow! <laughs> I can't picture either one of those guys doing it. <laughs> Mel Gibson. I wonder if he would have rolled. He would have rolled around. <laughs> rolled around shooting. He would have done like uh, Braveheart, <clears throat> Crazy Eyes. Yeah. <laughs> well, leap him up in Crazy Eyes. So JK. Also, what the director oh, said was, he said he wanted on people that weren't so well known. He said, if I have Dustin Hoffman playing Salieri, you're just going to think it's Dustin Hoffman through the whole movie. And uh, he said the same thing about the Mozart character. He says, it's got to be actors that aren't so well known. You've got to believe that it's, that it's these two guys. You can't be thinking all the way through it. Oh, it's Donald Sutherland or something, you know. Did uh, Jake, had you seen this before? No, I've never seen it. Oh, okay, great. Did Sandy watch it with you? Um, A little bit. Okay. She wasn't really paying too much attention, but. Because they mentioned trombones, so she, I wanted her to really get it, mm-hmm. you know. <laughs> but but yeah. it's movies, fantastic. Everyone, everyone is just does a terrific job. Yeah, and yeah, what F. Murray Abraham does, it's a fantastic job in kind of humanizing, uh, or kind of showing, you know, Mozart and I can't. Can't think of how to work it right now, but yeah, he does a wonderful job. Patrick, I hated it. I was enthralled by this movie. Beautiful. This was uh, a really, really fascinating piece on both characters, uh, and just kind of a study. And one of you brought up a good point. I don't remember who it was. It's the fact that everything that we're seeing is from uh, Salieri's view. Oh, that was and that was Jake. That really just made me. That kind of fits, yeah. Well, I mean, it's a good point because it kind of fits like the whole idea of the director pushing the story a little bit is because that may not necessarily have happened. It could be just his perspective and his point of view of Mozart being this bumbling, laughing child to kind of like compensate for the way he's feeling. Um, But I I mean, not many people know this. I love classical music. Um, My mom actually played a lot of classical piano when we were growing up and we just grew up listening and it was a really, really just nice kind of view into that world. And I really love the music and everything that they did as far as like, this is a movie where the music is a character. Yes. Sure. Like hundred mm-hmm. percent. And it's just like, it shines in such a wonderful light. The moments he's imagining the music is just, it's, it's, it's breathtaking. Like even the parts where Mozart is, you know, sitting down and he's scribing, and someone is literally pounding on the door and he can't hear that because he's hearing the music. It's a really cool way to portray the creative process and how it actually does happen. 
Oh, that's that's interesting. I didn't even think about that. Yeah, yeah, uh, like it's 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 a it's it was a really nice like view into the creative mind because a lot of people work like that where like it takes over your other senses to the point that you can't really see like when I'm painting and stuff like that like I can get so into it I won't notice what's going on around me. Or yeah, that's that's interesting. Uh, they they do kind of they and you know what 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 I liked about it though. Uh, is that they avoided it making him kind of like a tortured genius, and he was just like this. He was like this guy who just liked to, he had a lust for life, and you yeah, know he's he, he's a passionate he's very guy. Passionate about the music. Yeah, yeah, he was passionate about the music, but he also wanted he knew what it would afford him, and he he lived a life where he was just like you know he just would spend his money and just go crazy because he could afford that kind of life. Yeah, uh, absolutely. And one thing I liked about it also is that they. The, the kind of the tone it took with him being unappreciated in his own time, which happens a lot. Mm-hmm. But I love that yeah. there was that even like there's that scene where he goes to uh, the uh, his friends are putting on the production and it's like kind of a they turn it into like a like a comedy. They turn John yeah. Don Giovanni into a comedy and the crowd is singing along and he's loving it instead of being like yeah. instead of being like like yeah that's where the joy comes from yeah instead of being you know what he's, instead of being like oh what have you done to my work he really enjoys that people are enjoying it which i thought was a really nice facet of the character it made him more likable i mm-hmm. think so and you know Absolutely. yeah i thought that was a great scene where everybody's singing along and um, they're doing that because eventually that's what we will do but at the time he was kind yeah. of unappreciated because he was you know what does he tell the – too many notes? I mean it's – he has a lot of equivocations with Shakespeare as well because that was the same way with Shakespeare is that the upper class really didn't enjoy his you know, stuff. It was the lower echelon who would go to see it and they left it. Yeah. They really kept it going until everybody yeah. else kind of caught on. But this has some wonderful comedic moments that are subtly in this movie and it's fantastic. Even in like the first ten minutes, when they're taking Salieri, uh, Salieri to the sanatorium after he cut his throat, yes, the donkey they literally back it into the hospital and they force them to back it out again and go back in just to carry mm. it. It's hilarious. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like there's so many wonderful moments. It's, it's great. It's a, not a comedy, but it's a very funny movie. There are a lot of very funny yeah, moments. It, it has it has some great moments, and that was it's kind of funny, like that you start watching this movie and not knowing anything about it, you don't know if it's a comedy or a drama just by the intro because it's kind of a mix. I Yeah, I, I want to... Uh, this is a movie that I don't watch often enough, and every time I watch it, I'm like, oh, why don't I watch this more? Because I always end up loving it, and I always see something that I, I, that I missed, you know, or, I, or something that I've forgotten. And, uh, <clears throat> yeah, I, I love it. Um Whoa, what is that noise? What's going on? For once, that's not me. Who's in a wind tunnel over there? I, I hear keyboards and I hear... We've got three people in a... We've got three bearded people. Well, four if you count Justine. So it could be anybody's <laughs> phone rubbing up against beard. Well, then that means... Yeah, you, I, I, you, so Patrick is two beards. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Wow. <laughs> I, I finally figured out how to hold this phone without making noise, so I know it's not me. Justine is the beard, uh, Patrick. Yep. There it is again. Well, I'm not moving. Jake, what are you doing? Nothing. It's probably me. It stopped. <laughs> it stopped. <laughs> what were you doing? 
Were you scratching your beard or something? I have no idea. What What are you doing? Nothing. Since Don't move. Like stuck in a loophole here. I'm gonna go to the restroom real quick. No, no, oh no. My God. No, 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 Fine. no. Are you gonna go pee pee? Go pee pee. Wow. No, You're gonna make him hold it. No, yeah, you're actually going to make him hold it. No, go ahead. Yeah. I'm going to. I'm going to. John and I are going to delve into this movie. So go ahead. If you need to go pee- to the pee pee house, go right ahead, Patrick. <laughs> no way. I'll be right back. John, what did you think of this movie? Oh, I, I love this movie. It's just wonderful. It uh, and the thing is, you don't even have to be a fan of like you know. Think about it. most of this music is from operas. You don't even have to be an opera fan for this thing to pull you in, you know. Well, I was going to say, if uh, you if you think you don't like opera, watch this movie because yeah, a lot of and, it has uh, to do with operas, and it's great. Well, it's like uh, like Justine said, the look on his face when he's enjoying the music, the way he's picturing the notes as he's reading the sheet music, and just the look of joy when he's here, when he's in the audience listening to the new production. You could just see how much, you know, this means to them. You know, it's their whole life. Nothing's more important to them than the music, you know? Sure. So yeah. it just, so it can't help but just pull you into that world. Um, and it just, uh, it's just infectious, you know? You just, it's like, yeah, you want to hear more. So it's a great introduction to people that don't particularly care for classical music. It's a great introduction because it just shows you how powerful and how amazing it can be. Uh, had you seen this in the theaters, John? I did. Yeah. And it was a knockout. You know, those are all he shot. You know, he went and really shot in a lot of historical places. Um, there's a whole behind the scenes documentary and how they shot in that original theater, the theater with the uh, chandeliers hanging. Yeah. Yeah. And that that is a theater that uh, Mozart actually conducted one of his uh, one of his pieces in. And wow. so it's been sitting there. That theater has been standing there since like the late 1700s. And uh they, get, they got permission to film inside there and they had fire marshals everywhere because those are like chandeliers with, with uh, burning candles in them. So they said everyone was just holding their breath because, you know, if something catches on fire, that whole thing is going up. You know, it's like a, you know, it's a 250 year old theater, you know? Sure. So, uh, that, that really lends a real vibe to the whole movie that, that those cobblestone streets, and the old houses and the old theaters that they're shooting in, it really puts you right in the picture, you know? Uh, did you, uh, John, was there, did you watch the director's cut or did you uh, see? You know, this is so funny. Uh, what, I watched, what I watched this week was the, uh, the theatrical release, but two months ago I was at a buddy's house and we watched the director's cut on Netflix. So I had just seen it. And I thought, gee, I wonder if I'm going to be able to sit through this whole thing again since I just saw it a couple months ago. And I couldn't take my eyes off the screen. No, it was like I was seeing it for the first time. It, it, it just pulls you in. You cannot take your eyes off the screen for a moment. And that's just shows you how great the direction and the performances are. Sure. Um, so, um, yeah, I've seen both versions and they both work fine. But if you like it, the director's cut just gives you more. It's like you want more. You know? Sure. Yeah, and it's not. It's one of those director's cuts that uh, uh, when you watch it, it doesn't feel flabby. A lot of them feel like, oh, this really didn't need to be in here. Uh, you know, whatever. Or you know, this this scene could have come out. Watching the director's cut, I felt like it didn't. It didn't feel like it was adding anything that didn't need to be there. And if anything, no, like like you no. said, if anything, gave you more of what you wanted. Exactly. Not too many movies this length that it, it leaves you hungry for more. You want to know more about Mozart. You want to know more about the time. And uh, that says a lot that even after that much, you know, 
two plus hours, you want even more, you know? Yeah, exactly. So yeah, man, you just have to say hats off to everybody involved in this thing. (laughs) All right, guys, let's rank it up. Justine, what did you give this one? Oh, it's tough. I really hate that laugh. Um, <laughs> no, supposed- no, no, but think of the movie. Don't think of the laugh. Think of the movie. I know, but that every time you laugh, it took me out of the movie. Think every- of really? the movie. Yes, I hated it that much. I wow. Nine and a half. Wow. Right on. It only knocked it down five point five percent. Really That's good. Jake, what are you, Jake? What are you doing over there? You, you can tell me. Oh, it's a, what? What are you doing over there? Nothing. I can hear it. I'm sitting here. I'm sitting here talking to my friend. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I'm doing. Okay. Nice spin. <laughs> I, like, I like that save. Uh, what, do, what do you what do you rank this sucker? It's it's a ten for sure. Gave it a 10. All right. Absolutely. Beautiful. Uh, John, what do you give it? Yeah, this is a 10. Absolutely a 10. Um, are we get, Should we ask, uh, what's his name? Patrick? Yeah. Is he back? It could be. If he didn't go to the bathroom. I don't know, guys. That seat's pretty warm. Oh. When it's heated, it's pretty good. Holy cow. Was he pooping? I thought he was just going to take a piss. <laughs> John, easy. We don't talk like that on the show. Mario? I can't say piss. Yeah, we don't. Say, what's up? Not, not here. What's your score? Oh, this is uh, this is a ten. This is a ten. Amadeus is a ten. Easily, easily a ten. Easily. Yeah. Uh, great cast. Everybody's good in it. Um, like I said, it's one of the few movies. It's one of the few two plus hour movies that doesn't feel like. Who is rubbing their crotch on the phone? That's it's got to be. <laughs> what is that noise? It's got to be. It's got to be me. What are you doing? Patrick's muted. So doing? I didn't hear. I didn't hear anything. I don't know. Hold on, about. Patrick's muted, so he's going to tell you. Patrick, what did can, you score? Can this? you hear him? Here, try it. Can you guys hear me? I hear you now, yeah. buddy. Where'd you score? Oh, uh, I, I, I love this movie. It's a ten. Whoa, whoa, whoa! Don't walk away from the mic when you say that. What did you say? Yeah, it's a ten. Don't do a fade away. Like a ten can. It sounds like you're in a tin can. I am. I'm. I'm going through Justine's phone. Not working for some reason. What did you do? Nope. Who, just, who just dropped out? Daz Patrick. What, did he really drop out? Justine, are you still there? Mm-hmm. I am, but now he can't hear you at all because he decided to end the call and try oh, to get back on. And now he's off of it. Hang on, let me, uh, let me get him. Idiot! Thanks. You idiot! Idiot! <laughs> Stevie, you idiot! Hold on one second. Do 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 all right, guys, what a great show. Yeah. You guys did a good job this week. I'm proud of you. Thank yeah, you. I did. Uh, let me, give me one second. Talk amongst yourselves. Give us your final thoughts on Amadeus, and I'm going to look up real quick what we got coming next week. So give us your final oh, thoughts yeah, on Amadeus. Amadeus, 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 Amadeus. Yeah. Honestly, like, 
Now I'm like, I want to watch an opera. I also want to learn Italian <laughs> so I can watch it and pay attention and know what words are saying. <laughs> so Mario's going to say, yeah, Mario's going to say, okay, next week we're going to watch the magic flute. Mm-hmm. You solved all the language barriers by having everybody speak English. You had Italian people, you had German people, French people. Everybody. English. Hey, he's back. English. Hey, that sounds like Patrick's back. If we watch anything, we're watching Don Giovanni. All right, here we go. Say again. I said, if we watch anything, we're watching Don Giovanni. All right, let's see. And then he busts through the wall like the Kool Aid. Yeah, yeah. If I take my head, my earpiece off, we're not going to be able to hear anymore. Here we go, guys, for next week. Oh, we're coming back up on the James Bond era. Oh, here we go. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I'm sick. I can't. What is it? I can't show up. What is it? <laughs> Ooh, we got next week. We got a lot of uh, <clears throat> next week. We got we're gonna have a lot of uh, gruff voices, and we're gonna watch two nineteen eight two mid nineteen eighties classics. We're gonna watch the return of Clint Eastwood in Pale Rider. Hey, Pale Pale Rider, Pale Rider. And uh, we're going to watch Harrison Ford in Witness. Harrison Ford in Witness. Pale right Rider? Pale Rider. Pale? Pale. Like P-A-I-L? Pale Rider. Oh, yes, Pale yes, I've seen Rider. it. Pale Rider. I haven't seen it, but I wanted to watch it, and you said I couldn't because it was going to be on. Pale Rider. Pale, ri- Pale Rider and what? Witness with Harrison Ford. Witness. Isn't that your cowboy name, Jake? Pale Rider? Witness? <laughs> Witness is my name, yes. Oh, I John Bork. I see you, Pill Rider. Let me see. Let, let's do a quick uh, IMDb score here on these just to give you a little idea of what we're getting into. Uh, Pale Rider has a 92% on uh, Rotten Tomatoes. And, Good job, uh, Clint. Yep. And, <laughs> This was a return to uh, westerns for Clint. I think it was he hadn't made a, uh, a western since Outlaw Josie Wales. This is the this is the his That's first correct. Yep. His first western, and then uh, ooh, be edging it out just slightly, ninety three percent for Witness with uh, with uh, Harrison Ford and uh, Kelly McGillis. Wow, you're giving us some good movies then. Mm-hmm. Oh, he, yeah. he Harrison Ford had, was on a streak in the eighties. It ended with. Um, I think Air Force One was his last uh, was his last good movie, and then it was all downhill from there. But uh, the man crush doesn't go. But I'm I'm looking at the next five. (laughs) I'm looking at the movies for the next three weeks, and uh, you guys are it's a real it's a real hodgepodge. But uh, coming up next week, the week after next is a real favorite. So uh, we're gonna. We're going to have some good times. John's going to have a rough ride for a couple movies, but he'll be okay. He'll be all right. Why is that? Oh, you, you, it's just stuff you, you have no interest in watching, but that's okay. You're, you should. You're gonna, you should. You should. Why don't you go ahead and tell us? Nope. We're good. <laughs> nope. <laughs> uh, the following Thank week, you. the following week will be uh, Fletch and Commando. With Arnold Schwarzenegger. Fletch and Commando. Our one, first. One movie? No, no, no. Fletch is a Chevy. Ch- oh, okay. Probably one of Chevy Chase's finest, I would say. Uh, yeah, absolutely. It, yeah. And uh, and then Commando. 
is our first Schwarzenegger movie. So get ready for that. And uh, right on. Oh, you know we haven't watched Terminator. Terminator should have been in here. I didn't. I don't own it though. Uh, but uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger's big debut. So in just so for context, uh, Terminator's already come out, and so you're gonna have a what? Who is rubbing on their beard? What is going on? Idea. I don't know. Don't okay, just tell us what you're doing when that happens. <laughs> what is everybody doing when you hear that noise? Hmm? I'm sitting here. Okay. Jake. Jake, what were you doing? No idea. I don't recall. So it's Jake. I want you to... <laughs> Jake, I want you to go back and listen to every episode and hear how distracting that is, all right? It's great. It's No, it sounds awful. <laughs> it is not great. It is the opposite. Are you it. holding your phone, Jake, or do you have no. a headset? I have a headset. And is your headset long that it's touching your beard? No. Is the phone on top of your chest or something? Is it like moving? Uh, it's there's like the cords hanging down. Yeah. What is going on? I can't figure it out. Mm. Mm. Uh, Patrick's wondering if you're inviting him back. Otherwise, he's just hanging around me like a little fangirl. No, tell him I love him. Like, a, tell him I love him. All right, guys. He loves you. And he said bye. And then after that, uh, we got Fletch, and we got. We, I might work the Terminator in here. I might. I might add that one just because that needs to be on there. But um, classic. Yeah, we got some good. We got Jackie Chan coming up. Yay! Uh, we've got some uh, David Bowie coming up. We've got some. Yay! Yay. Is it the witch movie? I forgot what it's called. And he like he's a big star and the girl's a witch and she has a huge crush on him and no. you're like at a witch school. No, no, no. This is a good movie. What? So you'll like it. Is that Bowie? Uh, <laughs> uh, I don't yeah. think that's Bowie. Is that Bowie? We got some more Clint Eastwood movies coming up. Yay. All right, guys. So for next week. <laughs> We're gonna we'll, we'll see you with Pale Rider and Witness for John for Jake for Justine for Patrick we say thank you. This transmission ends now. Stay safe. Stay healthy. Stay brown, and fight the power. <laughs> <laughs>